is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hope Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes, dig it. There for progression, God. It's a Chad Dukes show. 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 Oh boy, it's nice and cool where we are. Is it nice and cool where you are? Somehow I fucking doubt it. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. That was a little low, Jester. I'm going to leave it to you, though. It's a Chad Duke show. Let's figure this out, I promise. It's a Chad Duke show. You don't, you don't talk over Revan Breezy. I know you're new here, but yeah. You and Tor both haven't learned that bit yet. When Revan Payton's big damn band records your own intro song for the uh, the beginning of the show, you don't talk over this. Are you going to be able to fix that uh, post-prod? The music? I mean, if it's low? Yes, yes, I can fix that. Very good. Glad to hear See? Hit the post here. Never step on Breezy. Never step on Breezy. Hello, everybody. It is the Chad Duke Show. On a good looking, what day is it today? Is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Friday, Friday, got a G on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Ah, boy. I can't believe it is already here. Thanks for checking out the show all week. Hopefully you've checked out the show all week. If not, hopefully you're at least, at least percolating in the back of your medulla oblongata. Maybe I should subscribe to that Chad Duke show. God damn, can I hear any more of the same bullshit over and over on sports talk radio or <laughs> political talk radio? Is Is there anything else left? I don't think so. I am... Shoot, that is Jim Jester right there. Hello, Jimmy J. Hey there, boy. A lot of people out there in the see uh, the streets, Jimmy. I don't do it, but a lot of Jim people Daddy they call you the they call you Jim Daddy. Jim Daddy to the and they think you're to the rescue. Do you want him to come or do you? Go, oh, go. Oh, just go. Just go. All right, you stepped on your own theme song, Jimmy. Um, Jim drove all the way down from Baltimore to be here, everybody. Representing beautiful Charm City and all of their pumpkin-sized rats. Always very exciting to see him. Jim, you reek of menthol cigarettes right now. I mean, it is actually overpowering. I thought we had to talk about that. I don't think I... I don't reek of them. Then how do I know? How did I know five seconds after you walked into the room today? I was sitting in a hot car and I smoked a cigarette on the way down. Where are you getting them from? The neighbor. Okay. All right. All right. I don't see a lot of 400-pound cigarette-smoking dudes living till 50. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm worried about you. I like you. You're a friend of mine. I've known you a long time. I'm just worried about your health. I appreciate it. I'm going to get it under control. All right. I'm glad to hear that. I uh, had a doctor's appointment this morning, and I remember when I was a kid going to the doctor was nothing. You know, they're like, well, you got to get another shot, and that's all what happened here. Did you fall down? And then... 
you know, when you get into your 20s, like, oh, what's that? That looks like it might be something you need to take a pill for. Oh, well, that's just an ingrown hair. Oh, boy, that looks like a discharge. Like, the doctor's appointments change. And then the 30s, I think I just stopped going. I was like, fuck it, as long as I feel okay. And then now 40s, it's the bit where, well, if you don't come every six months, you will die. So I had uh, had one of those today. Had the greatest doctor I've ever had in my life. He clearly did not give a fuck if I lived or died, which I cannot tell you how much I appreciate um, I'm on uh, the blood pressure meds. This is going to get me in with the uh, Gen Z kids. I know that. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I'm on the blood pressure meds. So when you're on the blood pressure meds, you got to take uh, blood tests every six months because they check your kidneys and your liver to make sure that everything's working okay because it's under extra stress because of whatever the fuck. And, and usually when I go in, there's a, a lady doctor. And she's fine. I don't have any problems with her. I, people are always like, well, I, I talk to my personal physician. Like, I have no idea what her name is. I just <laughs> go there because they gave me the blood pressure meds, which I assume keeps me alive. Um, I went in there, and uh, the guy came in. He goes, hello. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, buddy? He's like, what are you here for? And I was like, well, uh, you guys won't give me my Losartan because the fucking I haven't been in to get my blood test. So I'm in to get my blood test. That's it. They literally will stick a pistol on my back and won't give me the pills to keep my heart beating unless I come in, which I think is kind of fucked up, especially if I'm willing to pay for it. And also, by the way, it's not Percocets. It's blood pressure meds. Um so I, I, I said to the guy, I was like, well, you know, this is what's going on. He's like, everything else okay? I was like, well, no, nothing's okay. But, like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm fine. I just like, okay, all right, uh, blood. And then uh, if the blood comes back, okay, you don't have to come back for another six months. And then he turned around and walked out. And that was it. Wow. I avoided the booze lecture. I avoided the fat lecture. I avoided the exercise lecture. Because <laughs> uh, this guy, I think, is an honest, red-blooded libertarian American where he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, you can do whatever you want. You know, you're in here. You need this stuff. Okay, I'm not going to lecture you because you're not my kid. And he turned around and walked the fuck out. Love this guy. I've uh, kissed him in his face. And I was, like, offering up too much information, too. Of course. Because I don't know when you go to the doctor, my blood pressure is always 12 points higher at the doctor because I'm freaking out. Right. And so usually I already start with the excuses. I'm like, it's not usually this high. It's usually like this. I just took it two days ago. Could not have given a fuck less. And that's why I wanted to send him an edible arrangement. And then... um. <laughs> The uh, the nurse though is a listener, which is kind of interesting. It's a male nurse, okay. and he uh, he came in. And I remember one time about ten years ago, he told me that he runs because I've I've talked to the guy every once in a while. He's not there every time I go. And uh, I came in, and clearly from the time I started going to this doctor's office, and now I've gained seven million pounds, Jesus. and he's the same size. So I'm like, oh, you've you've kept up with the running, and I've kept up with what I'm doing. So. Good thing was is that I got out of there. I don't know if they make you fast before you go in there, Jimmy, because I know you're in the hospital every other goddamn weekend <laughs> with the pubes getting shaved and the vasectomies and all the different things you have going on. It's my second home. Yeah. Um, I uh, I had to fast for the blood work, and so I immediately oh, yeah. came out of the doctor's office, banked right, and went right into the bagel bakery that was right nice. there and fucking doubled up. <laughs> so I'll take a ham, egg, and cheese, and a bacon, egg, and cheese, and make it snappy. Do you have a bucket of Coke Zero and a bucket of coffee? I'll take both of those. <laughs> Uh, they just undid all the good the good work that I had done going. That's in a breath there. of fresh air, though, for the doctor. I know you said you were a little worried because it was the new guy, very regular. Yeah, the show, the the, mo the the movie show last night almost was or two nights ago was almost a, a shit show because I started off so goddamn cranky, but luckily handsome Maddie Tube steak started to drink because here here's what can't happen. I love Tuber, and if you don't know who he is, uh, Tuber comes in, he hosts the movie show with us that we do each and every week. You can listen to it on ChadDukeShow.com. It's one of my favorite shows we do all week, but um. 
if he's not drinking and I'm not drinking, we might as well just not do the fucking show Aww. because it's like, you know, it's like, a new, what is it? Neutrons and protons are in the nucleus and electrons are outside. Like, there ain't no cohesiveness bonding. You don't know what I'm talking about. You went over my head. Yeah, there's, there ain't no bonding going on inside this nucleus, so the two of I have to be sober. So thank God I'd like to thank him again. I don't know if he listens to this fucking show, but uh, he uh, was able to drink last night, so I was allowed to be cranky and fucking ornery. Got a big show for you. Uh, we made a huge announcement this week. Um, don't do it. Remember, we're all on iTunes. It'll get claim, uh, yeah, claim, claim. I know, dude. They don't want you having any fun over here. <laughs> uh, because this show is on iTunes and Spotify, there's certain songs you can't play because they'll they'll start knocking down your episodes. So um, we announced that. Hold on, let me just move this cartoonishly sized large bottle of Elijah Craig. <sighs> Good Lord. He's not lying at all. I'm not exaggerating, no. right? How long should this last a normal person? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is like a three-month bottle of booze, at right? At least, at least. I feel like most people come home, they might have like a glass of a libation, you know, a glass <laughs> of wine, maybe a Budweiser. Maybe they pull themselves two fingers of fucking bourbon. I've never seen a bottle of Elijah no. Craig this big. I think we just found the show picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a bad one. Um... Uh, nice lady Danielle was in the studio last night watching live, and uh, she doesn't need to do this, but she brings gifts every time. She's really great. She's awesome, and they're always gifts that are going to result in my death, so I don't know maybe if there's some <laughs> passive aggressiveness going on there, but uh, Jimmy's learned that, by the way. Now that Jimmy's around here more often, he's starting to see how... This is why Tor kind of confuses me, is that he's the biggest alcoholic that I know, <laughs> and he's ratcheting his hours back, where Jimmy... I sent Jimmy home with bourbon. I sent Jimmy home with a 30-rack of beers. If you want to be an alcoholic, become a producer of this show. Yeah, it's not a bad day. Right? <laughs> I uh, Well, listeners are very generous, and sometimes... They really I, are. I mean, this is the great problem to have. I look in the back of the studio, and uh, there's too much booze. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, some of this, I don't want this to go to waste, I, uh, Jimmy uh, or Tor or whoever goes home with it. But this uh, this two-liter Elijah Craig's going home with old Dukes. Understood. Um, what was I saying? Oh, we made a major announcement this week. <coughs> we have not done a um, – I, I, a couple of people have called me out on this. We've done plenty of live shows. Like, we've done shows uh, in people's houses. We've done shows down at the Outer Banks. We've done shows certainly at Flying Ace Farm in front of hundreds of people since we've been back at the behest of our, uh, our presenting sponsor, Money Monk and Monk's Barbecue. Of course, he's also a, a co-owner out at Flying Ace Farm. Beautiful, beautiful establishment in Lovettsville, Virginia. Highly suggest if you haven't made your way out there this weekend. If you like booze, if you like bourbon, if you like chili cheese dogs, um, and if you hate kids, you can bring your kids out there, but they shove all those little sons of bitches in the back. There's a playground down in the back, so like all your mistakes don't impede and harsh my buzz, bro. Oh, I can bring them? I wouldn't. Um... <laughs> As long as I'm not there, I think you can bring them out. Okay. But you've seen the setup, right, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. It's pretty nice. Yeah, right? it's really nice. I like it. They got an 18 and up. They take care of the adults. I'm not saying, and I come across a little harsh about the kids, and I realize kids are like a part of our society. I still think it's kind of shitty that there is absolutely no way my dad or mom would ever have taken me to a brewery. Like, that's just, that's for adults. Yeah, mine neither. And now every self-entitled fucking enabling parent, like, they want to drink, so they bring their kids out, because why not? I'm, I'm raising the Christ child. Um, anyway, they do a good job of dealing with those people. There's a nice area for all the kids playground down by a little babbling brook with uh, lots of picnic tables and shit. And then the rest of us that are there to do, you know, drink ourselves to death, which is what you're supposed to do in a place like that. Um, we, we're not, we're unfettered by all of that. So, uh, <laughs> I do a big, big verbal nod to Flying Ace Farm for taking care of the binge drinkers. Um, 
I went a long way to say this. We've done live shows, and I love the shows we do at Flying Ace Farm, but we haven't done a show up on a stage at a venue where you would do live shows since before COVID, since uh, since the Big O and Duke show was yeah. around and 106.7 was around. Well, I guess they're still around, but just dead to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm certainly dead to them. Um, I haven't done one of those, and so we uh, we were able to get together with the Tally Ho out in Leesburg, and uh, we're going to do our 500th episode of the Chad Duke show out there on August 13th. 500th episode, and you say, Dukes, how could it possibly be 500 episodes? Well, one, we don't take no fucking breaks, <laughs> and uh, two, I mean, Jimmy's here for a lot of them. We do more than just the regular episode. We yeah. do lots of bonus episodes, lots of hoot nannies, lots of... Uh, bullshit that if you subscribe you get all this extra content so uh we've done five well, we will have done 500 episodes on august 13th it is august 13th uh tickets are available the v hall p tickets have sold out the front row seats have sold out the balcony seats have sold out but i do believe there are still some seated seats and some standing seats and by the way jim standing room only is what most of the shows we do is yeah i don't remember people being seated no prior to this. me neither and i guess it's nice they offered it and i was like okay i yeah. mean people probably would rather sit than stand but i mean I, I feel like people are shying away from the standing room only where i'm like that's what if i go to a concert that's what i want like i don't want to sit i want to be up and around and i'm yeah. going to the bar and i'm getting drinks and i'm hooting and hollering um but anyway i think we have about uh 90 of those left and then it will be sold out so we've already sold a shitload but if you'd like to come out to a Fun live taping of the Chad Duke Show. You can go to tallyhotheater.com or you can go to any of our social media at Chad Duke Show on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and we have links up there. Get your tickets. Come on out. Love to have a sellout. And I'll be honest with you. I know I threaten this a lot, but this happened with Bode. Like, I always want it to sell out in the first three hours, and if it doesn't, then I'm angry. <laughs> um, I'm going to try not to do that for this show, but if it doesn't sell out, I'm not doing it again, so fuck that. <laughs> I don't need that reformation on my uh, dwindling popularity. Um, so sell it out. Let's get it sold out. Get your tickets. Don't sleep on it. I had a bunch of people. Well, let me finish this, and then we'll we'll move on to that. I'm all over the place. Um, get your tickets. You can go to tallyotheater.com, or you can go to our social media. There will be a link there. It is at uh, August 13th out at the Tallyho Theater. Lots of great food and mm -hmm. uh, beverages out in Leesburg, and also the great thing about the Tallyho is there's a giant – free fucking parking garage attached to it yeah. so and that's why people that go into dc i'm like i don't understand it like that you go to a place like this and you're gonna get a free parking space and you can drive there in your car and right. you can drive home in your car which is worth i don't know it's weight and gold as a far lot. as i'm concerned yeah so i'm um, looking forward to that are you looking forward to the live show jimmy i am live shows are always they're so much fun if if you've never been to one you really have to get out and and if i can tell just please sell this out because if i have to talk him <laughs> off the ledge constantly it's going to be such a pain yes it already started i was like these motherfuckers have forgotten me already so what if oscar was there it would sell out already like i say shit like that i say shit like that all the time uh, oscar will not be there for obvious reasons no. but um I do have a couple of special guests already lined up, and I'm working on a uh, a third one, so we will see. There'll be some fun people popping their heads in if you'd like to come on out and uh, spread the word. And this is a good opportunity to bring a noob. Uh, the tickets are pretty cheap, and I think that uh, most of the night will convey. There's always good energy in the room. Everyone's real friendly. That's another good thing is that people always say to me, well, I'm coming alone. Like, What, what do I do? And I'm like, well, you're going to meet new friends. Yep. It's just... Go up and find find Corey or find John Rage or as we called it, what did we name him last night? Oh, what John Hamscammer. John Hamscammer. <laughs> find uh, find all the good people. They're all going to be out. Charles Cooch and all the 
the uh, the disgruntled uh, minions will be out there. They're all they're all good people. They're all real friendly and real generous. So you'll meet you'll have lots of new friends when you walk out of there. Unless you lost and you piss everybody off. <laughs> um, <laughs> still getting lost in stories. By the uh, way, so for, true. Uh, Friday night. I'll probably see him on Saturday. I'm working at Common Dragons. He usually comes <laughs> in, so I'll have to get a earful from him about it then. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, let me, uh, thank people now, by the way. I, uh, I don't need that one. Do I need to thank people? The Rodcast CDs. Yes. The show that, uh, I did two years ago that nobody cared about. I thought, um, they gone. Yeah. They are, they are sold out. Yes, Jimmy. It is very exciting. I'm very, very happy. Um, sold out. I think, uh, now I told everybody Monday I was putting these motherfuckers up. Like right. I, I got to, this was what I was going to mention. I, you know me, I hate attacking the listeners, <laughs> but, uh, I got these messages already. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I was in Japan. Oh, I didn't. Uh, it's payday. I didn't have any, I, I, I told you, I told you they were going up. I told you when they were going up. It was just a matter of whether or not you got the heads up for being a Facebook subscriber, but they were up for damn near. 24 hours and uh everybody else figured it out so while i'm sorry you didn't get one i ordered 500 of these fucking things i sold 500 cds that's so awesome yeah in 24 hours so i don't know i think if we registered for billboard that would probably have charted on the comedy chart i swear <laughs> to god it would have jimmy it don't take much i gotta figure out how to do that um now, now the the missing the pay period, I I can sympathize with that because I know that feeling. Fuck that, man! You can't put twenty dollars <laughs> together. Your ass been smoking cigarettes and buying oh. fast fast food. You go to Wendy's, it's seventeen dollars for a goddamn combo. This is twenty bucks for a CD. It was a full over an hour uh, episode of the Rodkits. I don't buy that. I understand people have their own financial issues, but I guarantee the people that are saying it's payday or whatever, they got high speed internet, they got a fucking Xbox. It's just where you want to allocate your funds. When I, when I fucking was making you know twenty three thousand dollars a year, I was still able to oh the Sega Dreamcast is coming out. Oh, I need NFL two K. Like it was all about just where you want to tighten the belt. So I'm not buying that shit in this fucking great country of ours. You make um, strong points. Yeah, I mean it's like all right, well. I guess it's going to be a fucking ramen week. You know, I guess I'm not going to be able to go to <laughs> Chipotle or whatever the fuck that it is. But you make it when I was you know, 12. I got to mow four lawns so I can make sure that I get F-Zero when it comes out for the fucking Super Nintendo. You know, that's the way that it went. Anyway, um, the CD sold. I don't know why I'm turning this into a negative. Um, <laughs> the CD sold out. Um, my wife and I are in the process. Jimmy walked in on us. Uh, not that way. That doesn't sound right. Um, that'd be horrible for you, Jim. <laughs> Um, Jimmy walked in on my wife and I in the throes of what we've been doing the past, uh, three days. And that is just packaging and shipping and packaging and shipping and packaging and shipping for hours and hours and hours on end. Um, and then throwing all the shit into the truck and then taking it to the post office. It is a never ending cycle. Um, to give you some, we have like 400 some odd packages that we have to yeah, which is not, you know, it's a blessing, but, um, you know, we have to... And a curse. Sure, because, yeah. I mean, if someone orders... So here's what people do, and they're they're very nice. They don't just order a CD. Like, they go to CommonwealthDragons.com and like, ooh, I'm going to get some peanuts, or ooh, I'm going to get a poster, or ooh, I'm going to get this. Perfect. And so then I got to, you know, I'm the UPS store veteran, so I got to go find the box and assemble the box and package everything up and make sure that it's stalwart and seaworthy and then uh, label it and do all that bullshit and then get it to the post office so it is 
extraordinarily time consuming. Um, <laughs> so a lot of this shit went out already. More shit's going out today, but um, a little patience goes a long way whenever this happens. So. I don't know if, if people are aware, but Duke's behind the microphone. So happy, regardless how he sounds, regardless how he breaks your balls. Oh, yeah. So happy. Thrilled. I saw a miserable shoe today. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm sweating and I'm just fucking beaten down. And I don't know why, Jim. It's not like, you know, I've done real work before. Right, We're right, right. picking shit up and humping freight and like working. And like, this is not, this is sitting at a table, but then it's. I don't know, because it's also like puzzle solving, because you're having, all right, which box is it? Now, which packaging is it? No, can we reuse this? And <laughs> You're playing Tetris as well. Yeah, my check's just like yelling out orders, and I'm like, okay, now I got to make this happen. It just uses, <laughs> I guess it uses different muscles, brain muscles, than what I normally do. Um, so, that, cry me a fucking river, you guys don't care. But all, all I'm saying is that if you ordered some shit, and especially if you ordered some shit, uh, what was it, Thursday, whenever it sold out, um, just be patient because we're busting our ass. We're working very long hours to make sure that we get the shit out as quickly as possible. I came over here from the shop and I'm going to leave here and then go back to the shop and continue to do that bullshit. Um, all right. Uh, so live show sold out to broadcast. All yeah. that's good stuff. Oh, I'll be at the shop on Saturday. If you'd like to come on by and say hi, Commonwealth dry goods in old town, Fairfax, come get a bag of bloody Mary beef jerky. It is fab. Sounds delish. It really is, bud. Um, are you a bloody Mary guy? Not. It seems like it's kind of an adult thing. Yeah, I know you have a very childish palate. I do. I do. I've I've had it where I thought, wow, this is delicious, and I've had it again where I was like, eh, I can go either way. Fucking love Bloody Marys, especially when they're spicy, especially when there's a lot of uh, horseradish. The spicy yeah, really we, gets me. We happy. have a blue crab Bloody Mary mix you might like. Do yes, you? We certainly do. I know. You, I know you like crabs, dear one. <laughs> you know this boy. And you have crabs, dear one. Um, <laughs> little shampoo. Yeah, I got a big weekend coming up, uh, Jim. There's uh, Ric Flair's last match is Sunday. And all the boys are coming over, which I'm very excited. Are you going to be able to come over? The boys, including Jester. Jester's yes. coming over. He's going to be hate airboying it up. <laughs> it is a motley crew. Uh, Lewis Tully will be joining us. Of course. Uh, Loud Goat. Of course, Don't. Dodson bailed last night, which is 100% on brand for him. And I believe Wesley the Barber is preaching the perimeter for the first oh, time. Nice. So. A lot of Baltimore, heavy Baltimore representation at my house. <laughs> Strange. There's a shitty wrestling card out there, and people are going to. By the way. It, it's not a shitty wrestling card. Have you taken a look at it? I haven't looked at the whole thing. I'm excited by the Ric Flair match in itself. It's fucking great, man. I, that- uh, I, I, The card has got AAA representation. It's got Impact Wrestling representation. Uh, I think there's some AEW wrestlers. No, maybe there's not. Maybe Tony Khan and him had a falling out. But uh, there's uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. I get fucking steamed oh. up. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of, great, uh, bunch of great matches on the card. I'm excited for it. I think I just tipped my hand at one of my stories. There's a brand new segment. That we're going to do right now. I don't know if it's going to become a Friday staple, but it's a Friday staple this week. But um, I like to go down the top five stories that are not not your top five stories. Because let's be honest, I'm not listening to your fucking podcast. How many times you ask me, I'm never going to do it. Uh, but you're listening to my podcast. And for that, I thank you. And so that you probably are interested perhaps in my top five stories. <laughs> It's the Shoesters Top 5. <laughs> That's right, I'm the Shoesster. And these are my top five stories in all the land. Let's start with that, if you don't mind, Jim Jester. Ric Flair's last match, the full card has been revealed. Of course, this is going to be on Fight TV. What is that, by the way? Do you know what that is? I thought it was just an app. It is an app. Okay. 
but it's an app that's also kind of a network. Um, I don't know. There's MLW, AAA, Ring of Honor, AW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling Stars on this card. You want to bring that down just a little bit, brother? We're going to get through it together, you and me. There's going to be a bunkhouse. I'm going to go through the whole card. You ready? Yes. Bunkhouse Battle Royal. I have no idea what that is. Right. Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. All right. Have you seen Killer Cross's uh, lady? I have not. Her name's like Scarlet Begonias or something. She's the, she's the most attractive person that has ever walked the planet Earth. Wow. Yeah, you have your la- I don't know if you get, are you recording on there. I know. Type in Killer Cross's wife. I, her name's she's a wrestler too. She was in the WWE. Um, she's unbelievable. Uh, the Von Ericks versus the Briscoes. Them boys. I'm a huge mark. Got a triple A match here. Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Taurus. Can't wait for that. Uh, Ricky Morton and Kenny Morton versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. The Wolves versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Man, that was, uh, you see her? Hey, she's got some assets. <sighs> wow. I just wish they could spread it around a little bit. Could you take some of the women <laughs> I see walking around in Fairfax and just give them like a, how about give me some of it? I take some of those feminine good looks. I would as well. A bunch of women looking like me walking around the fucking streets of Fairfax, Virginia. I feel bad for them because they're me in a wig. You know, that's not where you want to be. Um, yeah. You don't got to show me, dude. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> oh, there's my next follow. She's very special. She's a special lady. Jonathan Grissom, Nick Wayne, Alan Angels, and Konosuka Takishita. I'm sure that uh, Tom Daly and Loud Go are going to be slapping each other in the chest for that. Impact Knockouts Championship. Impact World Championship, by the way. And then the Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I don't know why people are shitting on this card as much as they are. I guess because there was some controversy with Flair after that uh, Flight from Hell segment came out. Um, first of all, what, if Flair wants to wrestle, what the fuck is it to you? Like, wh- why do you have to create a fake Twitter account and then send him a bunch of bullshit about how he's too old? He's not too old if he's going to do it. All right? Everybody saw the video with him and Lethal yeah. warming up. He, he can do it. Fine. He yes. can move around good enough to do this. And he's got a much younger guy that happens to be putting stones to his daughter that's his tag partner. Wow. And uh, you didn't know that? I, I knew it was the, the uh, significant other, but I don't know Dope. who he is. Yeah, well, he was in the... I thought you liked him wrestling, I Jeff. do. <laughs> you don't know who any of these people are. Um, it's Jeff Jarrett, who can still go. And, of course, Jay Lethal is 10 out of 10. Hopefully, he busts out his Ric Flair impression. Um, <laughs> the card is very impressive. I, I don't know if you have any even a passing interest in professional wrestling, if nothing else, the card is worth the money and i like this jester because you know what this is it's me it's the free market it's the free market putting together this is not a a thriller card this is a Uh, really good wrestling card that happens to have potentially a carniac at the top but even then (laughs) i I don't know i think that match is going to be really entertaining as well i watch old guys wrestle in aew i watch old guys wrestle in the wwe so i don't know what the fuck everybody's problem is now i'm a little worried about the production values i'm a little worried about I've never used this app. Um, I, if they're not doing, you know, the reps are really important, especially when you're doing television of this production and, right. and you know, put, doing live shows in front of live crowds because there's going to be a crowd there. Like, I'm worried about some of the technical snafus, but, um, you know, give me more of this. Give me more people thinking outside the box and putting together fun stuff. You don't have to start some massive, bloated fucking entity that has a weekly TV deal. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like everything about this. I just hope they're prepared for the possible numbers. 
Because, God forbid, there's a crash because somebody overloads a server. Well, I mean, that's one of the problems when you invest in a company that doesn't do it on a regular basis. I mean, think about the WWE and Peacock and how awful that fucking was. Yes. And that's, you know, billions and billions of dollars worth of company right there. Um, all right. So that is uh, that is Sunday night, and we will be having a fucking sausage fest at my house watching that. By the way, Goat, I'd like for you to bring some sausage to my house. The Shoesters Top 5. Number 2 on the Top 5, or maybe it's number 4 on the Top 5, Jester. I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? I don't know if I believe that there's that monster, but I do believe that there are things out there. What does that mean? What do you mean things out there? That means there's a, a tumbleweed? Like, I'm sure there's a Sasquatch or something to the extent. You're sure? Of, well, we work with him, but it's a different one right, that's doing, out in the woods. You're doing some shtick. Yeah. Um, there's stuff out there. We're not alone. And there's CDBTW quotes out there. Please, I want for the t today's episode, Jester saying there's stuff out there. Dash Jimmy Jester. Um, a plesiosaur is what it's supposed to be. Uh, and the Loch Ness. Loch means lake, I believe, in Scotch talk. Yes. Um, a study, a joint study was released Wednesday by the University of Bath and the University of Portsmouth in the United Kingdom um, where they found fossils of plesiosaurs in the Morocco portion of the Sahara Desert. You say, well, Dukes, what does that mean? Well, it suggests that 100 million years ago, the desert was once part of a fresh water body of water, in which they say, if you read the study, hundreds of carnivores live together. Like, there's all types of these monster sea creatures living inside. The reason why this is notable is that the plesiosaur was supposed to have lived in salt water, and they seem to have found records of it living in freshwater, which is what Loch Ness is. It is freshwater. So they're not confirming that the Loch Ness monster is real. As a matter of fact, I believe 66 million years ago is when all these things went extinct. Um, but we know about the bull sharks swimming up the fucking, you know, rivers from the salt water into the freshwater and finding their way into the Great Lakes and shit like that. I mean, you can Google that. It wouldn't be unprecedented that a saltwater creature ended up uh, in a large body of fresh water. Still, though, the reason why, I forgot, Rogan may have said this, I don't know who said it, but they said, if the picture of the Sasquatch looks like a dude in a Sasquatch costume, <laughs> then it's a dude in a Sasquatch costume. Makes sense. And for me, you know, a plesiosaur is enormous. I know this lake is, this isn't Burke Lake we're talking about here. It is crazy, <laughs> right. but every picture we seem to get, there was one a couple years ago that looked like a back of something really big kind of breaching out of the water. But it's always crazy, and it's always blurry, and it's always is this. And that's why I think the David Fravor video, the Tic Tac videos, the Go Fast videos, all this UPA, uh, UAP shit that we, we saw several years ago, the New York Times you know, helped release, and uh, the To the Stars, Tom DeLonge's institution, it's not blurry. It's, okay, there's radar on this thing. This is the video from the you know the Tomcat that was following it. I don't know which plane it was, a Raptor, whatever it was. It, it's not. It's like th this is something. Like this is right. confirmed. Whenever you look at Loch Ness monster or the Yeti or the skunk ape or the chupacabra or whatever bullshit the Mothman, <laughs> it's always some blurry ass shit. Now, to your point, um, I don't believe in the Loch Ness monster. I think it's. I don't think that something that the the the, the environment sixty six million years ago was so goddamn different. It's one of the reasons I remember reading the Jurassic Park could never have happened. A because all those dinosaurs were from the Cretaceous period, and B the atmosphere was different. Um, it's not just about not the shitty rapper. I'm talking about the actual air that we fucking breathe. Um, 
the atmosphere was different enough where I don't know if they would have even been breathing the same shit. It would, it, there would have been more of different things in it. Maybe <laughs> if people want to clear that up a little bit, um, it's uh, mailbag at chattingshow.com. The thing about the Yeti is the reason why I believe there could potentially be, I don't know if it's a Megalodon, but you know, we just saw, we just got videos of the giant squid a couple of years ago. Right, you know, we're, right, right, we're, there's right. shit washing up on the fucking banks of, you know, India or wherever they, it's, it's all the time that we've never seen because so much of the ocean is unexplored. Um, well, if you look at the Pacific Northwest of this country going up into British Columbia and like Canada, there's so much dense woods um, that there's just absolutely no way of knowing what's in there because we can't get in there. And because, you know, there's creatures that probably dwell in there that we haven't encountered yet. The biggest conversation that you can say about there not being any Sasquatches is why haven't we found a, why haven't we found a goddamn skeleton? You know, why haven't we found a skull? Why haven't we found anything that suggests one exists other than all these crazy hooting videos that are all blurry and what have you. Right. Um, now, Gigant Giganthropithecus, I believe, is the name of it. The Sasquatch existed just like the uh, the plesiosaur existed. They they existed like they were real fucking things. It's just whether or not they exist now is what we don't know. So um, this is an interesting story, and I always like it when there's the uh, bullet point of, ooh, there's another tick in the, uh, the column, the side of the positive side of the column that says it's still possible that something fun exists, but until they drag it out of the lock by its tail, it's going to be difficult to, uh, to convince some people. And that it's not just the crazies out there toting the fact that there's something out there. It's not That's on purpose, too. You know, yeah, I think, a lot of, um, I think that a lot of what the... Um, a lot of what institutions do that have more knowledge than us is they stir up the crazies and they also put information mm -hmm. out that is disinformation attached to it. So to if, make you run a different direction. Well, just if you're reading a book and you're like, Hey, this sounds pretty good. What do you mean? There's a coven of witches living under the <laughs> Madison square garden. Like they just, you know, that happens too. And then, um, you know, a lot of mentally, it's like uh, radio. I meet a lot of nice people that, that are involved with radio, but it, it, it attracts a lot of crazy people too. That's like, true. you know, people that, are mentally disturbed. I mean, just go on whenever Opie or Anthony or Howard Stern tweets and read what people say to them and tell me these are healthy fucking people. Um, That's a damn good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it attracts broken people. And I at a higher clip, I think, than if you're watching, um, you know, the, the Science Channel or the History Channel or something right. like that. And I think UFOs are very much the same because what you're looking for is you're looking – these people are looking for escapism. Like, they have terrible lives and they want something else to exist. Like, I – the, the biggest problem I think the UFOs have working for them and, and the Loch Ness Monster and all that is we want them so badly to exist. Like if there's because because what it all goes back to, I think, is what happens after you die. And we're terrified of our own mortality. And if there's all these fantastical things that are happening in our world, that means, oh, wow, that means there could be a heaven or there could be a God. I think that's what it all kind of boils down to. That's an interesting theory. I've never thought of it. My, my, my biggest hang up are the pictures because everybody has such a nice camera on them at all times. Sure. Why is there not just one really good picture? Well, it's also a difficult thing to do where if something's happening instantaneously, can you whip the... I, look, I've tried a billion times to take pictures of shit that's happening around me. It's like, can I unlock the phone? Can I get it up? Right. Can I? You know, if, if someone's duking it out in the street, there's a million guys holding their phones up. Well, that <laughs> takes five minutes to unfold. You know, if it's just whoop, it's over your head like that, we are not going to get a good yeah, picture. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, too. if you try to go out into the night sky and like take a picture of an eclipse or something, no, you can't. Okay. <laughs> Jester, do you do anything other than just sit in the house? No. <laughs> I watch Marvel movies. Okay, I know you love the Marvel movies. You know, did you see the numbers about Ms. Marvel? 
No. Didn't do very well. Oh, really? Didn't do very well. It looked like a kid's movie or show. I figured it would have done well. Can I offer a little advice? Sure. Maybe interact with the world around you. Nah. What do you think? It's the Shootsters Top 5. Yeah, Ms. Marvel, uh, it was reported that it did about 775,000 views of the first episode, which is like half of what every other show did. And... Even, I think it was like a third of Loki. Like, Loki's the biggest one they've done so far. Uh, can you imagine doing half of Moon Knight or Captain America and Winter Soldier? Like, I was under the impression that it was doing well. No. Okay. Nope. Wow. It's getting a lot of coverage. It's getting a lot of positive press. Well, you, you know. Yeah, well, I know why. Okay. I'm just saying that <laughs> that doesn't equate to actually how many people are watching it. And that's why uh, I think you're seeing with She-Hulk. You're seeing this whole goddamn. Why are you saying "oh" for that if you like Ms. Marvel? That really looks bad. I'm gonna well, watch the, it. The CGI looks horrific. It does. Uh, you don't value your time at all, dude. Do what? You don't value your time at no. all. No, not at all. <laughs> um, what you're seeing now is Shiel is an enormous amount of. Hey, guess who shows up in this? Who is Ghost Rider gonna show up in this? Oh, there's a lot of cameos because that's Marvel's. You know, that's their bread and butter. It makes me excited. Their biggest selling. But we'll enjoy. <laughs> in, enjoy s- seeing characters every okay. once in a while. <laughs> Sounds really good. Um, speaking of movies, they are making a Spirit Halloween movie. You know what Spirit Halloween is? I do. Uh, like the, the store? Yeah. Okay. The pop-up store. Uh, which is really cool, including it's going to feature some of the classic Spirit Halloween animatronic uh, creatures that they would sell in the fucking thing. Now, here's what's crazy. I read this was supposed to be a family-friendly movie. Like, back when I first read about a Christopher Lloyd's in it. Um, of course he is. Yeah. Apparently he plays a dead character, which is weird. Uh, so his character died, and then he comes back as a spirit on Halloween. And the premise of the story is a spirit Halloween store pops up in this neighborhood, and these kids go into it, and then all types of horrific things happen. Now... That sounds like a really good premise for a horror movie. If it's a horror movie, if it's going to be, um, what's that Three Witches movie everybody likes? Oh, um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that one. If it's going to be Hocus Pocus, it's for the Boyds. But uh, I'm not. getting a Goosebumps feel from your description. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Was Zach Black in Goosebumps? Yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, what is it? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I watched that. That was okay. There was a I couple of scary things. I didn't that catch I that one. You didn't read those books when you were a kid? Go to the book fair and get the, they had the horrific covers, like the hand-drawn covers. Yeah, I remember. You know what I'm talking about? I do, but I didn't read. Dude, I remember. <laughs> I read audiobooks. <laughs> God damn it. I got to give Jester a spinoff podcast. It's going to be called The Ballad of the Ignoramus. <laughs> yes. Wow. So just nothing but Marvel shows, no reading, no looking at the night sky. Right. Yep. Pulling my pud. Pull on the pod, Hardy's for dinner, sitting in chairs, having a break, having the goddamn family take pictures of you when it happens. Is that posed by me? There it is. Menthol cigarettes. Oh, my God. It's just bad, man. It's bad. I'm sorry to hear that, Jimmy. That's okay. Uh, Anyway, it sounds like an interesting premise for a a movie. I hope that it's at least PG-13. That would be kind of nice. Yeah, I'll stay hopeful, but I don't know. Are you a big horror movie guy, though? I do like scary movies. Do you? Yes. Good. Well, I watched one last night that I want the boys to watch. Um, it's called uh... Fuck. I'm gonna think on that. Okay. I'm, let me sleep on it. I'm gonna be like Meatloaf. Let me sleep on it. God damn it. It's the 
It's the Shooters Top 5. I'm about to ask you something. I already know the answer. Have you ever seen um, the video? Have you know what Bohemian Grove is? I do not. Oy. Um, <laughs> You know who Alex Jones is? Nope. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, all right, so Alex Jones, probably the most controversial host in America. Uh, he's the guy that got the, did the... He does. I mean, he's been broadcasting forever. What he's most known for by people that don't like him right now is that the the Newtown shooting. He came out and said like it was a false flag operation oh, or some okay. shit, and he's being sued by everybody. Anyway, he goes on Rogan a lot. He does Infowars is the name of his shit. Anyway, um, whether you like him or hate him, one of the things he did do is he infiltrated this uh, private community out in California called Bohemian Grove, and. Um, it's like a closed door. It, it exists. You can Google it. Uh, but it was very private, very clandestine. Like Ronald Reagan was there. They have tape of Richard Nixon talking about going there. Okay. Um, it's all these rich, powerful, influential politico. Oh, okay. So it's not like a uh, where everybody has like 16 wives. Type of no, stuff. not that. But okay. um, they make sacrifices to an owl god named Moloch. Oh. Um, and he was like talking about this. And then he actually infiltrated Bohemian Grove. And there's video of it. So you can go on YouTube right now and watch the Alex Jones Bohemian. I don't care. I'm not arguing with anyone about Alex Jones, whether <laughs> you like him or hate him. It's right. inconsequential to me. I'm saying this happened. You can watch the video. The reason why I found a movie that is basically um, it lifts that story and turns it into a found footage mockumentary type of situation. Um, and it's pretty fucking good. Like, like it's, Blair Witch? Uh, very much like Blair Witch. Okay. Yes, except it's Instead of it just being found footage, like it's supposed to be a documentary that was filmed. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, and it's if you like that, it's very heavy in the conspiracy theory game, which I, you know, I like to dip my toe in every once in a while. I like this as well. Not as much a fan of radio, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's good. I just got to figure out what the fuck it's called, and then I will uh, I will get back to you. Um, Story number three on the top five for Shoot is Kyler Murray came out and responded to some of the controversy surrounding him. Of course, this past week, there was a revelation in the clause of his new contract with the Arizona Cardinals that required him to spend at least four hours a week engaged in a quote unquote independent study with material that was provided to him by the team. Basically, what it was is uh, in addition to that, Mike Florio Pro Football Talk went back and found an uh an interview he did a, a couple of years ago where he admitted to not watching film, basically. I'm paraphrasing. Right. But um, it, it basically let everybody know that at least we don't know how much film Kyler Murray watches. But the team certainly didn't think that he watched enough film to the extent that they put the verbiage in the contract. and They, they had to have known it was going to become, um, not self-aware, but at least people were going to become aware of it and it would become something that was discussed. I, I would assume they would get that. Well, um, Kyler took exception to that and uh, he did an interview with ArizonaSports.com where he responded and he said quote to think that I can accomplish everything in my career that I have and not be a student of the game it's disrespectful it's almost a joke um, they then went on to ask him whether or not uh, he's angry with the Arizona Cardinals for making the clause part of the contract and he declined he declined to answer that mm. question. Um, of course, he was being fairly petulant towards the end of the season. Some people accused him of quitting at the end of the season. I, I think that's going a bit far. But um, his quote, again, 
in this interview that Mike Florio turned over the stone for is that he's not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film and then crediting his cognitive skills and being able to make him successful on the field. See, what I think you're dealing with here, and maybe Kyler Murray isn't aware of, is that he's probably talented enough to do what he's doing right now and be as successful as he's being. He right. is a unique athlete. He's a first-round overall pick. Uh, he's tremendous. But when you start getting towards the postseason and the cream is rising to the top, and it's not just whatever the percentages of college players, you know, whatever percentage of people make a varsity football team. You know about that, Jess. They're shoving yes. kids into fucking lockers and <laughs> giving them wedgies and saying bad nerds and punching them in the face. Hmm. And then there's the percentage of those excellent varsity athletes that can go and then play in college. Right. And then there's the percentage of those that can excel enough to get drafted into the NFL. And then there's the percentage enough of those that can excel in the NFL and go to the playoffs and win championships that are also part of a healthy enough organization to do that. It's fucking impossible. Very small number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once you're getting up, you've already refined and refined and refined. You've triple charcoal distilled this shit like... You can't not watch film. There, there's nobody talented enough on the planet because everyone's as talented as you are, maybe in different ways. Um, so I think that's what he's saying is n nobody is claiming that he didn't work hard. I don't think anybody's claiming he doesn't prepare. Right. But sitting and watching film, I've done it for about five seconds, <laughs> is the most boring fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> and so I could understand if you are revolutionary like athletic – and you can get away with – I play Mortal Kombat competitively online, right? Um, I'm good enough to win about 50% of my matches. Okay. Okay? So about 50% of the time I can win against somebody else. To take the next step and to become even better where maybe I would win 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10, I would need to practice. I would need to practice. Right now I just play. But there's guys that go into these rooms and they practice. They practice their combos. They practice their punishes. They practice their spacing. They practice their zoning. I don't do that. So I just go in and I play the video game for fun. And I could probably never... This is about as good as I can fucking be at my skill level without an enormous more... And I'm not comparing me playing Mortal Kombat to Kyler Murray, which I think you understand the metaphor. Right, right, right. Um, I can understand him being pissed with it, but here's the crazy part about this. is If this is true and he is telling Darren Urban, I'm not going to answer this fucking question about the Cardinals, somehow they have backed up the Brinks truck and given him a dumb truck full of guaranteed money. Even a lot of people said they shouldn't. And he's still pissed at them <laughs> because of this fucking language in this thing, which he may or may not do anyway. I mean, you can put this language in there and he can just turn on the fucking laptop and you monitor the laptop to see if it's been on for four hours right. a week or whatever, however the hell they think they're going to do this. <laughs> they clearly aren't going to have somebody in the goddamn house watching him. Um, it's a fucking shit show. And training camp just start. I don't even know if training camp has started. I assume I think all teams are at training camp. Yeah, right I now. think they are now. You're two or three days in a training camp, and it's a shit show. Between now, look, Aaron Rodgers hates the Packers. <laughs> That's a good point. Too. And you could argue they hate him. And you know, they're the one seed every year. So I, I don't know. I don't know how much he did. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks seemed to be at odds for a lot of the time that he was there. They found <laughs> yes. some success. So I don't know. I, I, I imagine you go into your job sometimes, Justin. You're like, I don't like anybody here. But I think most people do. Um, you can still do the job and find success. So I don't know how much it's worth, but on paper, Jesus, does this look like a misstep for just about everybody involved? I honestly think the four hours part is the most disrespectful of it because that to me just seems like nothing. Well, that means they think he's not doing it at all. At all, right. Because that's not even an hour a day. Right. Now, but now, doing something for an hour a day, that's a lot. 
I mean, that's like, what is it, 116th, 117th, 118th of your day, depending on how much sleep you're getting? That's a good point, I guess. I mean, it's a lot. It, it doesn't feel like a lot if you're spending an hour playing video games or watching movies or napping. But, like, if I said, hey, Jess, are you going to work out for an hour a day? Are you going to read for an hour a day? You'd probably rather die. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so, for him to sit there and, like, and I also get, it's like, okay, I lift weights. I go to practice twice a day. I go to the team meetings. I do all the films. Then, then I do film study with the team in the facility. And then I got to fucking go home and do it. I, I know how I treated homework in high school. Even in college, I know how I treated fucking homework. I said, no, this is my time now. And my grades reflected it. Now, clearly not at this level. But um, I, I had such an opinion. And you just turned me just oh, with really? those statements right Look at there. Me. Look at me. I, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm, I'm America's orator. That's what they call me, Jim Daddy. Actually, uh, I have a new uh, nickname on the show, of course, which I'd like to debut uh, yes. right now. Deviled Egg Shen. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I am Deviled Egg Shen. I'd like to thank uh, Jason Breeden for coming up with that one. All right, we're getting towards the top here. It's the Shootsters Top 5. Wouldn't be a Shootster Top 5 without a couple of food stories in the I can't believe it took them this fucking long category, Jimmy J. Uh, Pizza Hut, you a fan? I am. Pizza Hut's not bad. Uh, it used to be real shitty. Um, I, I I think that spicy pepperoni lover's Pizza Hut pizza is one of the best deliveries pizzas I've ever had. That one's really good. Can't find it nowhere, but it was real good. Um... Pizza Hut is launching oven-baked pastas, chicken alfredo, Italian meat, cheesy alfredo, and vegetable pasta. That can stick it up the fucking tailpipe. Um, they're only $8.99. Um, and I guess previously they had tried out a couple of different options, but now they're kind of going full board. Here's what I'm kind of confused about, Jimmy. Every mom-and-pop Italian place does this already. Like, yeah. if you call a joint that's just on the corner in your neighborhood, they got pasta, they got sandwiches, they got everything. These pizza chain restaurants were kind of the last bastions that we only do pizza. Their main competitor, I assume, Domino's, they did this 10 years ago. They started delivering pastas and sandwiches. Now, they're not that good, but if you're delivering, having Pizza Hut or Domino's delivered to your house. Anyway, you're not looking for really good food. You're looking for something to be delivered to your house that tastes good. Right. And I'm tasting good. Throw up the air quotes. Um, I'm surprised that it has taken Pizza Hut this long to kind of step into this arena, especially with Uber Eats being as popular as it is and DoorDash, where you can actually order from restaurants that do this in the really real world. I'm lost by this one because I could have swore as soon as you said it, I thought, didn't they already do that? Um, I mean, it says here they at some point they had two different varieties. I've never seen pasta at Pizza, at pizza Hut. Now, here's why this is notable. If you're just going to sit there and be one of those people that shits on Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is a delivery institution. Like You find a red roof right now and take a picture of it. They're going to the way of the dodo. They're like the plesiosaur. You're not going to see them around for that much longer. A lot of these places that you're ordering from DoorDash, are their food is not meant to be delivered to you. And it, when it arrives, you can figure that out because the condensation is fogged up the fucking plastic, the bag soaking wet. Like, I got a place around the corner from my house. I won't say what it is. It's an it's a, a Italian joint that I love. And if I order food delivered from there, it's a disaster because the condensation is so fucked up inside the bag. The napkins are soaked. Everything's soaked. And it's because this isn't a delivery food place. They're offering it because you have to now. Right. Pizza Hut and Domino's and Papa John's, this is their 
wheelhouse. You you may not think the quality is the same if you go into your local joint, but they know how to deliver pizza and they know what works. And I'm guessing this pasta is engineered specifically to be delivered to your home. Um, so that's why even if you are the biggest Pizza Hut skeptic, it should at least be somewhat interesting to you. Even if you're angry at their pizza, though, why wouldn't you give who doesn't like pasta? Why wouldn't you give that at least a try? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of more sophisticated people than you and I, you or I are not really in the the market of eating buckets of pasta, A, because it's enormously fattening and horrible for you. <laughs> but B, they like, you know, seafood and things like that and pasta that doesn't just have Alfredo sauce on it. Like you and Ant-Man should have, um, this is a word I think that probably is acceptable to use on the air. Pasta. That would be the name of what you guys are going to put out there. Why are you blanking that? All I said is nice guy pasta. What's what's your problem, fucking Jim, you goddamn censor? Um, I'll be on the lookout for it because Pizza Hut, I think, surprises you more often because people just give it so much shit that every once in a while they'll put like a little promo out there that's better than you think and i'll cite the uh the, the cheese it pizone that they put out that actually was pretty fucking good i thought oh yeah well, i remember when those were brought here in the we studio those, those are pretty tasty we certainly did we had those here hmm. all right uh, speaking of shitting on food we're at number one it's a predictable it's the shootsters top five Top five is, I don't know how Coca-Cola can simultaneously be the best at what they do and the worst at what they do, but they are. Um, very, very weird. There is a place down the road here. There's also a place in France where the naked ladies dance, Jimmy J. Ooh. There's a hole in the wall where the men can see it all, but the men don't care because <laughs> they're, they're in their underwear. Um, there's a place down the road from this where we live right now. It's called Senor Tequilas. It is a Mexican food restaurant. Okay. Swing a dead cat, and you'll hit whether or not uh, it's going to be a good experience and a pleasurable one or a horrific experience at this restaurant. It is the most inconsistent place I've ever been to. At times, I have the greatest Mexican meal I've ever had. Everyone's happy I'm there. They're calling me Caballero. They're serving me ice-cold Pacificos, and I'm like, I'm going to put a cot in this motherfucker. This is all I've ever wanted. And then sometimes I go in there and they won't even come get the order. They won't, the place is dirty. Like they don't give a fuck. It, and it's, there is no consistency at all. That's Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola does a lot of things as good as anyone could do anything. Like a regular Coca-Cola classic is a perfect beverage. It doesn't quench your thirst, but yet somehow it feels like it does. I would disagree with you if you are sitting there having slices of pizza and there's those red plastic cups with crushed ice and they have fountain Coca-Cola. I would defy you and say there is nothing that quenches your thirst better than Coca-Cola. It's really good with food. It's really good by itself. And then I'll take an additional step and say I think Coke Zero is the finest uh, diet beverage we have. Yeah. Here is where the inconsistency rears its ugly head. They put out horse shit all the time. <laughs> they put out orange Coke is fucking revolting. Um, vanilla Coke is, I like vanilla Coke. You can't find it anywhere. They put out a space flavored Coke that was, it tasted like if you cracked open a thermometer and just drank out of the I bottom of it. That. Fucking hideous. They, they, they do things where I'm like, I expect more from you. That, that The can, the name on the side of the can makes me think you're going to do a good job. How many times have you heard me on a show that you've been a part of, Jimmy, say, Oreo. I trust Oreo. If Oreo puts out a new flavor, I know it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, countless times. That's very true. Cheez-Its is another one of those mm-hmm. brands. There's just certain brands Pringles. where you know. 
Yeah. yeah. Whatever the fuck. Like when Taylor Sheridan puts out a new show, I'm watching it. Exactly. You don't even have to fucking tell me what it is. I don't, don't care what it's about. Don't even fucking tell me. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it. I just, you've earned my trust. Um, Adam Carolla is going to be on somebody doing it. If he's on, he's on the show. You're going to hear from Adam Carolla here in just a couple of few minutes. Yep. We had uh, Adam Carolla on the show this week. Adam Carolla is doing an interview. I'm going to be entertained. Let me know where. I don't care who's interviewing him. Uh, just check, mark me down for the next however long he's speaking. <laughs> Coke should have all of our trust, but they just whiff and they whiff and they whiff even though they do some things better than everybody else on the planet. They have a, a beverage out right now. You don't even have to look for it. It's sitting in your 7-Eleven. It's sitting in your QT. It's sitting in your Circle K, wherever you like to go. Highs, 612, Royal Farms, name it. Marshmallows Limited Edition Coke and Marshmallows Limited Edition Zero Sugar. Now, here's where the problems start. Do you know who Marshmallow is? Oh, I wasn't aware it was a person. It's a person. Okay. It's one of those fucking dumbasses that goes, e -e 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 -e, and he scratches All on right. a record and wears a big dumb helmet. Now, okay. I'm calling this guy a dummy. He's probably a billionaire. He's got a, <laughs> you know, he's the most famous person on the planet that I've never heard of. Um... They gave him a flavor of Coke. Hmm. The can, his name's Marshmallow. Okay. Okay. Wears a big stupid marshmallow on his head. You can Google him. You can of see course. him. He's a, he's a, he looks like a moron, but I mean, maybe a lot of people think I look like a moron. <laughs> um, the can of Coke has a picture of him on it. Okay. Big stupid marshmallow head. All right. The can of Coke. What color do you think it is? Oh, please don't be black. It's white. Oh, um, you're right. You're a fucking racist. Um, <laughs> The, the, it says Marshmallow on it, okay? It says the Artist Marshmallow Limited Edition. So picture, white can, white font, word Marshmallow. What flavor do you think it is? I'm, I would have to assume it's Marshmallow. <laughs> you would think, okay? You would fucking think. It is watermelon strawberry flavored, which kind of sounds like it might be good, but it's supposed to be Coke. So it's watermelon strawberry flavored Coke. And here's how bad it is. It doesn't taste like watermelon. Oh. It doesn't taste like strawberry. <laughs> and it doesn't taste like Coke. And it doesn't taste like marshmallow. So I I don't know I don't know anything about the fans of the people that listen to Marshmallow's music. I'm guessing I don't have a lot in common with them. And if that's the case, <laughs> Jimmy, maybe they drink this shit and they're happier than a pig and shit. Right? I hope. How the fuck do you have a white can with marshmallow all over it and a dude wearing a marshmallow on the head and it's not marshmallow? You're not smart or clever or intuitive by doing this. And then the shit that you... It better taste really good if you've whiffed that hard already. And then it's bad. And then it tastes like one of those sugarless Zevia fucking sodas that you try to ever we've all tried mm -hmm. trying to get off sodas and say well, i'll drink this this doesn't have any bad nothing bad in it terrible awful cough syrup tasting tussin shit yep so disappointed because first of all i don't want to like it anyway because the dummy with the, the marshmallow on his head but i'm like <laughs> you know if this is a good if this is a new coke zero because i drink a lot of coke zero like this could be life-changing and then it comes in those little tiny cans so that it looks like an energy oh, drink with instead like of eight a, pack. Oh, oh, the tall, skinny ones. Well, I don't even know if it's all that tall. Mm. It's I don't even know. It's definitely not twelve ounces. 
It didn't seem like it was 12 ounces when I slurped it down. Maybe it's 12 ounces and it's just skinnier and I, I don't know. Fucking abominable. And it's just a series of frustrating circumstances because I'm usually a big fan of the Coca-Cola product as far as their staples right. go. Um, Somebody in charge of marketing, their child probably loves that person. They uh, probably yeah. thought, this is who all the kids are liking. Uh, you know, and then look, when you watch the Marvel movies, look, I think when they're when they're marketing these Marvel movies, they've moved on from the nerds that read the comic books when they were kids and turned into the adults to read the comic books, and they're trying to appeal to the next generation of nerds, and they're wired differently than I am. So I think that's what's going on. Perhaps that's what's going on with the Marshmallow Coke too, but what I know is from a lot of young people that I see, or at least that I, I don't interact with them, they don't drink a lot of soda. Like they're kind of off the soda thing. They either do energy drinks, energy drinks yeah. or they do the bubbly waters. Yeah. Um, but I don't have all the. All I know is it tastes like shit. Avoid it. It is. Uh, it's bad news. Maybe that's their hope then to get those kids to drink soda because that asshole. That's the. Uh, that is the gateway drug. That is the marijuana <laughs> into it. I don't know. Did you ever? I don't remember being a kid. Well, Ecto Cooler. I always pretended to like because i love the ghostbusters i don't think i ever was in love with ecto cooler yeah i think it was more of a gimmicky look i'm drinking the green oh, drink wheaties is a good example if they put michael jordan on the cover i don't like wheaties but if they put jordan <laughs> on the cover of the wheaties box i'd buy it because i like michael jordan it's definitely not a great cereal but yeah, yeah you see your favorite guy up there and it's like, kids are dumb kids are dumb jimmy you know that uh you know who isn't uh, dumb jim jester who's not dumb Joe Azer. Mm. Oh, yes. We need to get Jim Jester out of Baltimore. <laughs> we need to get him out. Maybe he wants a single family home. Woodbridge, Townhouse, and Springfield. Condominium in Fairfax. Guess who's got all those in his back pocket? My guy, Joe Azer. If you're nervous about competing with other buyers in this crazy market, call Joe Azer. Tell him what you're looking for. Let him work the off-market leads. Huh? So you're not driving around like a moron, like Hot Man Ted, wasting your weekends to buy a house that's the exact same size as the last house you own. I say it to you now, Ted. No one else will. We've been talking about it behind your backs for months. For months. <laughs> Holy shit, is that embarrassing? <laughs> I'm not going to call Joe Azer. <laughs> my check. My check knows someone. My check. You can do a lot worse than being like Hot Man Ted, but he really screwed the pooch when it comes to this one. <laughs> Call Joe Azer. Tell him what you need. He's got the off-market leads. The good leads. Coffee's for closers. Guess who's always walking around with a thermos filled with coffee? Joe Azer. That's right. 571-989-Azer. Buying, selling, Northern Virginia, houses. That's his game. Text him and tell him how much the Nationals are stupid for the, the Juan Soto thing. He loves that. <laughs> 571-989-2937. He can be trusted. I trust him. You should trust him. He will help you with whatever your housing situation is, including seeing that you're not like Ted and you're bidding against other mouth breathers on a Sunday because the house <laughs> is already on the market and the sharks are circling. Joyzer can help with that. Call him up. He's a good man. All right. So. And he's a really good dude. I just said that. Jim. Oh, yeah. We well, said man. You like him? I said man, and you said, what's the difference between good man and good dude? I'm getting with the kids. You're still is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, the dude. That, well, generally, when you say dude, that lets people know that you're hip and that you're relevant. That's right. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, we had that. Uh, did you hear the Adam Carolla interview this week? I did. It was really, really good. He's great, isn't Yes, he? I love Adam. Really good dude. I know politically, sometimes people aren't agree with everything he says, but uh, one of the things I ask him about is he's kind of always been the same guy but because as a society we've become everyone's become so much more political he's <laughs> right. kind of been commoditized or pushed in a certain direction um but he always keeps it funny like he always makes me laugh no matter what's going on yeah. and 
you know, I asked him about that, and um, this will make you feel good if you don't like me. He has no idea who I am. I've interviewed him a thousand times. I've done a live show with him. I told him I loved him, I think, once. He doesn't, has no clue that I've ever drawn breath and probably never will. So you'll enjoy that part of the interview as well. But it was great to have the Ace Man on the show this week, and here it is. It's the Chad Dukes Show. Good looking Monday out there to you, everybody. So excited. Joining me on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline. Gentleman knows a thing or three about barbecue himself. Got a brand new book out called Everything Reminds Me of Something. Advice Answers, but no apologies. The raconteur of our generation, Mr. Adam Carolla, is with me on the program. Ace, always great to have you. How are you, my friend? I'm well. Thanks for having me. I know you don't remember any of this, but... um, when WHFS flipped formats, uh, you guys had just cut liners for a show I was doing. We were doing weekends at the time, and it was called the Big Owen Duke Show. And on the show, you and Drew called us uh, Big Orgasm and Duke. And um, that followed me for a long time. And then uh, one time you came on Big Owen Duke, and so we were on KZON in Phoenix, and you said that we had been fired in so many cities around the country that it formed a swastika, which was hilarious. And then uh, you and I actually did a radio show from the Horse and Hound in Tempe when you were the morning show uh, on that particular franchise. So I know you don't remember me, but I remember you, and you've always been very good to all my radio shows. So thank you again for coming on. I remember the Horse and Hound, and I do remember that day, like, going down and getting, I don't know, barbecue or drinks or something and doing a live thing. I I do remember that for sure. <laughs> well, that's, it's great to hear. Um, I'm a big fan of your, your podcast, the books, everything, all of your spoken word stuff. I hope that maybe Mangria distribution can get a little bit more, um, I don't know, varied, I would say, in the Washington, D.C. area. It is a bit of uh, a chore at this point, but that's my biggest criticism. The, the new book I've tried to tell people about all your books and about how you say things, and then you've chronicled this on your show. They they happen, and they're just they seem to be happening quicker um, than we normally thought that they would. Is it common sense? Is it the fact that you come from like a blue collar background where you're interacting with people that a lot of other personalities wouldn't like? Where how did you become this soothsayer? Um, you know, I've never been a reader. Uh, just because I, I couldn't read when I was younger and I just kind of carried that into my adult life. So I've I, I've never really ingested other people's thoughts as much as I've <laughs> sat alone with my own thoughts. And I think part of the problem, and I guess, you know, I guess if you just brought it to current events, like you just said COVID, you know, some people – a lot of people just sort of sat in front of the TV set and opened the USA Today, and they kind of ingested thoughts, you know, current wisdom and current thoughts. And I sort of sat back and was kind of looking at it just through my own lens, and I was coming up with different conclusions and different ideas than CNN wanted me to have or USA wanted me, Today wanted me to have or the LA times one we have. So I guess the first part of the equation is not really sitting in the booyah base 
of the media and the cycles and kind of what they want you to think. And I'm not even talking about a conspiracy theory. I just mean a kind of a populist thinking, but just kind of a more outsider kind of going to sit back and ruminate and form my own thoughts on whatever the subject at, at hand is. And that'll be, you, you will begin your journey on sort of coming up with thoughts that are different and then ultimately probably being ahead of the curve on on a lot of thoughts. Uh, the book is out. You can go to adamcarolla.com. Uh, of course, social media, at Adam Carolla on Twitter and Instagram. Grab a link. Pick it up. Um, in 50 years, we'll all be chicks. Was 100% correct. Unfortunately, are there anything other than the date? Uh, it was more like in five years. Um, I wanted to ask you about that and about Top Gun and the fact that Top Gun just beat the Avengers. Um this terminalist show that Chris Pratt put on, the critics Savage did, it's toxic masculinity, it's pro-military, blah, 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 blah. The audience loves that it. it's the top show on Amazon. And I, you talked about this with the UFC, I remember listening on your podcast, and the pushback kind of against how soft everything has become. Do, do you think, is there some hope at the end of the tunnel where there's these entertainment ventures that aren't, you know, the garbage, the voice, you know, the masked singer, all this crap that we're just seeing constantly on network television. Do you see some of that pushback starting to actually happen? Well, you know, if if you're going to push too hard in, in one direction, you're going to get some pushback in the other direction. And, you know, that that's the kind of society we're we're living in right now. So if you're going to try to push people into electric cars. You're going to see more Jeeps with lift kits and gun racks and stuff on it, you know? <laughs> and if you're going to push people too hard to go to safe spaces, you're going to see more jujitsu jiu academies open up on the corner, sure. right? So we're just kind of, you know, every time a president comes in and makes the announcement that he's going to, you know, cut back on large magazines and he's going to put a ban on assault rifles and stuff the sales go through the roof right so we do have a kind of half of society that goes for the ride and then the other half goes uh you're not going to get my jeep and you're not going to get my ak-47 out of my cold dead hands you know so you can kind of figure out where things are going sometimes by how hard people are pushing in one direction so when they're pushing us all to watch drag, you know, drag show academy or whatever the hell, you know, trans, whatever thing that's, that's on every, on, on every network. If they're pushing too hard, something's going to spring up to fill the void. It's kind of like if all the late night show guys are going to go woke, then there's, that's going to create a gut felt on Fox. You know, that's sure. just how our society works. Adam Carolla joins us on the Chad Duke show. One of um, there's several pieces of advice you've given out over the years that I've kind of tried to apply in, in my own life because they're solid advice. And one of them was you were talking about your son um, and you're saying, I don't want him to be too into X, Y and Z. I want him to create his own things like being too into Star Wars or too into Marvel. It's like, well, create your own Marvel. And this was 10 years ago. I hear you say this. And now. If you look at how many podcasts are about, oh, look, we'll dissect the new Halloween trailer or look at these tweets. Let's put them together on a blog page and talk about what other people are saying. It is crazy to me 
how much content there is out there of just analyzing other people's content. And maybe it's naive because, you know, I like football. I watch people talk about football my whole life. Maybe it's the same thing. But there are so many people that are so famous online for just talking about crap that other people have created. And that's something you I feel like you've always kind of warned against maybe getting too into. Yeah, I don't, you know, I it, it doesn't feel like, you know, there's a difference between being an art critic and being an artist and being a movie critic and being a director, you know. And, you know, you can get paid doing both jobs, but I just think, I don't think people, you know, I don't think young kids sit around and dream of being an art critic or a music critic. They dream of being in a band. Hmm. And so... I would say try being in a band before you start thinking about critiquing other people's music. On the other hand, it's a lot easier to sit back and critique other people's work than it is to, you know, create your own. It certainly is. I know you got a, a car coming. I don't want to keep you all afternoon. Um, how have you been able to so many people? How have you been able to stay funny? Wage. I mean, because you've been drawn into this conflict, whatever it is. I see the tweets. I see what people write about you at times. And anytime I listen to your shows or I read your books or I watch you on do an interview, you know, wherever, you're still funny. We're, we're so many of these guys that were funny. They're not. They've like abandoned the humor to wade into the trenches and we're fighting fascists and blah, 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 blah. I assume it's not conscious. It's just who you are. But it is disheartening when somebody you you know, admire and you enjoy their work. If they del they differ from you politically, they say, well, I don't want you listening to any of my music. It's like, well, Jesus Christ, I can't listen. I can't buy your record or I can't watch your TV show because we don't vote the same way. Like, how have you been able to keep the humor in this throughout the course of what we're going through as a society? Well, in, you know, <clears throat> it's, you, you got to kind of dance with who brung you, you know, that I, I made my bones doing comedy it, it's still a love of mine. Uh, you, you know, you evolve, you mature, you have kids, you have pay taxes, you know, you have, you, you have different thoughts, you know, comedically, but I, I've always thought like, A, it's your job. And then B, it's kind of in you. And then C, you have an ability, which is, you have a sense of humor. Um, it's not something that everyone has. Why squander it by, going all Mark Ruffalo on every <laughs> subject. You know what I mean? Like sure. you, you have this, you know, it's like, I don't know, you, you're, you're great. You're great barbecuer and you, you, you go vegan, you know, it's like, Oh, well you had this ability, you had this gift, you had this thing. And now you've, you've decided to put it up on a shelf. And, you know, my, my feeling on that was like, um, this is what you do. So let's, let's keep doing it. You can work in, you can editorialize, you can work in other ideas, but let's not lose sight of the fact that you have this ability and you, you shouldn't be squandering it. Uh, last thing for you, the 24 hour war, um, tremendous documentary. I, I, I wish more people that weren't into cars would check it out. Did you, did you know Ford versus Ferrari was just going to come out a year and a half later and do use the same material? I'm sure you've answered this question a thousand times, but the timing of that always seemed very curious to me that you had been working on that project for so long. And I learned everything about that time and period in between that ramp up between those two companies. And then, you know, a Brad Pitt movie comes out. How did that all unfold? Um, well, the Brad Pitt movie's coming out. I think it's an F1 thing. It's a, a, a the, 
other one was the Matt Damon, Christian Bale Oh, that's movie. it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I know you know that. Yeah, of course. But, but your listeners, you know. Sure, of course. Uh, They're they, morons, not me. <laughs> they don't know what you're thinking. Of course not. Um, you know, it was a story that I thought was pretty compelling, and I was just a couple years ahead of the game, and so I wanted to make this movie just based on how compelling the story was, yeah. and... I made the movie, and then uh, you know, a year, a year and a half later, they they made the the feature of it based on how compelling the movie was. Sure. Maybe they saw my doc. I I don't know if that Come helped on. them make their decision in in any way. I have no way to verify that. Sometimes when things get to the zeitgeist, it it helps, you know. But it was just a, it was just an it was just an example of here's a really good idea. I want to make a movie, a documentary about it. And I, I turned out to be right. Yeah. It was a really good idea. I would never tell you your business, sir, but a couple years ahead of the game sounds like a great book project for you where you just list everything you've predicted because that could fill 300 pages. AdamCarolla.com is the website. New book out. Everything reminds me of something. Check it out. Going to be hilarious and informative, of course, AdamCarolla.com. Ace Man, thank you so much for the time, brother. I always appreciate it. Thanks, Chad. Of course. Great Adam Kroll, everybody, on the Chad Duke Show. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Thank you to Adam Carolla for coming on the show. Thank you again to Mr. Eric Nagel for helping us book that gentleman. And thank you to all of you that bought the broadcast CD. And thank you to all of you that are going right now to TallyoTheater.com to get your 500th episode of the Chad Duke Show. Live tickets. That's right. They're on sale as we speak. That'll be August 13th, if we could add that date to the plug sheet, Jimmy yes. J. I would be most appreciative of that. Very, very excited. Um going to be a hoot and hopefully you guys enjoy it this free episode was free for a reason use it yeah people i guarantee you're listening to this right now you've had someone in your life whatever happened to chad dukes what happened to that guy let them know these are all just sitting here and if someone has just stumbled across them now they've got acres and acres of material for gratis on spotify itunes wherever you find your podcast uh we have a whole bunch of stuff up there for you And if you decide to take that next step i guarantee you will not be disappointed the shows are great uh they're uncensored they're a shitload of fun i think you'll enjoy it you can go to chaddukesshow.com and subscribe whenever you like jimmy what do you got on the docket for this weekend my friend that's some loud ass music i hope you're partying i hope you're partying with music that loud jimmy i tried to know i really don't have uh, much going on i'm gonna work some ot at the full-time gig oh. and i'm coming to your house on sunday <laughs> oh i can't wait you promise to shower we'll see promise to shave the head that I'm going to do. Brush the teeth? Mm. Lay off the menthol? Better off on the shower. <laughs> I'll order his pizza. How about that? Thank you. Deal. Yes. Done. Deal. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, big thanks to Jimmy Jester. For, oh, give you your Twitter because you're more popular than Tor anyway. That's right. At Jim Jester. It's Jim and uh, Jim Jester 79. You should be able to. Okay. You should be able to crack that code. Follow Jimmy. Uh, he's a good guy. And he's uh, helped me out big time here on the show. It's good to have him around. More often, I'll be working at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday, so swing on by. We're in Old Town Fairfax at Commonwealth Dry Goods. If you'd like to come out and say hi to shoot, we'll have a big, fat, full, throbbing, veiny, leaking episode of the Chad Duke Show ready for you at 2 on Monday. If the Lord is willing, the creeks don't rise. We will see you then. Have a beautiful weekend, 
Everybody stay safe and roll out the trash cans. Hey.